This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. What's up everyone? My name is Russell and what time is it? It is Hero Time in which I'll be bringing you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your hearing pleasure. Coming up this week, new movie titles and their release dates from the Marvel Cinematic Universe revealed. Kevin Feige explains why Doctor Strange was written out of WandaVision. Finn Whitrock has become the Green Lantern Guy Gardner in the HBO Max series. And Kevin Feige is stunned about the Nomadland director's use of practical effects for Marvel's Eternals. But first up in our top story, coming from the folks of IGN, Marvel has revealed that the official titles for the sequels to Black Panther and Captain Marvel are Black Panther Wakanda Forever and The Marvels. Revealed alongside a celebration of Marvel's films and a tease of what's to come, Marvel also gave fans a glimpse of Eternals. Marvel also highlighted the release dates for its upcoming films, except for Fantastic Four. The full list is as follows. Black Widow, July 8th. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September 2021. Eternals, November 5th. Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022. The Marvels, November 11th, 2022. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania from February 17th, 2023. And Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3 from May 5th, 2023. As for the Fantastic Four, well, it's to be announced. Black Panther Wakanda Forever will not recast the late chat with Bozeman as T'Challa, but instead will continue to explore the world of Wakanda and all of the rich and varied characters introduced in the first film. Ryan Coogler will be returning to direct and write the sequel, and Letitia Wright Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, and Angela Bassett are all expected to reprise their roles as well. The Marvels will see Brie Larson returning as Captain Marvel, and WandaVision's Tiona Paris, Monica Rambeau, has also signed on the board for the sequel. Velvet Buzzsaw's Zor Ashton is set to play the villain. Up next, reports from IGN confirmed that though WandaVision has wrapped its story almost two months ago, new information is still emerging about the show's process of crafting its central mystery. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige revealed to Rolling Stone that there were only original plans for Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange to make an appearance in the season finale, but it was decided that writing the character out would better serve the show. Some people might say, oh, it would have been so cool to see Doctor Strange, Feige said, but it wouldn't taken away from Wanda, which is what we didn't want to do. We didn't want the end of the show to be tied in to go to the next movie. Here's the white guy. Let me show you how power works. Head writer Jack Schaefer explained that Doctor Strange's involvement in the story would have tied into the in-universe commercials that were peppered throughout the series. 
The interludes were conceived as messages that Strange was sending to Elizabeth Olsen's Wanda Maximoff. The writers even considered having Cumberbatch to appear in one of the advertisements. Feige also revealed that Strange's removal from WandaVision led to rewrites on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Olsen is set to appear as Wanda Maximoff in the upcoming solo film. Her casting in the Doctor Strange sequel sparked numerous fan theories during WandaVision's run, hypothesizing Strange's potential involvement in the story. As for the prospect of more WandaVision, Marvel has largely shut down the idea, calling it a show you can only do once. Up next, IGN reports that American Horror Story actor Finn Whitrock has been cast as Guy Gardner in the upcoming Green Lantern series at HBO Max. According to Deadline, HBO Max has tapped Whitrock for a lead role in the upcoming series playing Guy Gardner, a top member of the Green Lantern Corps, who described as a hulking mass of masculinity and, as rendered in the comics, an embodiment of the 1980s hyperpatriotism, and yet still somehow likable. Whitrock is the first actor to be cast in the live-action series based on the DC Comics property. As a character, Gardner is instantly recognisable with his bowl-cut red hair and a fiery temper to match. His first appearance in the pages of the Green Lantern comics was in 1968, but he didn't find his footing as a hot-headed hero until many years later. His overwhelming anger often provided to be his undoing, but Gardner has shown time and again that he is a loyal friend and hero-worthy of the Green Lantern's light. Whitrock is best known for his frequent collaborations with Ryan Murphy, having starred on several seasons of American Horror Story. He joined the cast in the fourth season of the FX anthology series American Horror Story Freak Show, playing a petulant psychopath, Dandy Mott. He received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination for his performance and continued to pick up main roles in later seasons. He will now star as one of the multitudes of lanterns appearing in the upcoming Green Lantern series, which will feature Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott, Earth's first Green Lantern, who, true to the comics, is a gay man, and many more. The series will also include fan favorites such as Sinestro and Kilowog, and will also introduce new heroes to the ranks of the Green Lantern Corps. Green Lantern's first season will consist of 10 one-hour episodes telling a story that spans decades and galaxies beginning on Earth in 1941 with the very first Green Lantern. The series is coming from Berlanti Productions in association with Warner Brothers Television and it will be co-written by Seth Graham Smith and Mark Guggenheim, with Graham Smith also serving as showrunner. The final report of the day, reports coming from, you guessed it, IGN, states that after becoming the first woman of colour to win Best Director at the Oscars, Nomadland director Chloe Zhao 
is going back to work on post-production for Marvel's Eternals. The film is shaping up to be unlike any other MCU story so far, as star Salma Hayek has teased the film had a very different production than the studio's other movies. In a comment reported by Variety, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige detailed Zhao's push for really fighting for practical locations during the eternal shoot. Feige recounted his experience showing a sample reel of the film to Disney's leadership. I had to keep saying, this is right out of a camera. There's no visual effects work to this all, Kevin Feige said, because it was a beautiful sunset with perfect waves and mist coming up from the shore on this giant cliffside. Really impressive stuff. After watching Nomadland, Feige was struck by how similar Zhao's approach to photographing and exploring American landscapes was. That is not just what she wanted to bring to Marvel, he said. This is a signature style. Feige's quote was included alongside a larger post-Oscars interview with Zhao in which the director details her awards season journey as well as her experience helming a Marvel film after working on more modest production scales. I got the support of this incredibly talented team, some of the most talented artists in the world, and it really is a village to make this film. But they did lead me lead, Zhao said. Props to Marvel from early on. They knew the way I wanted to make this film, how I wanted to shoot. It can be hundreds of people standing around, so they very much adapted how to run the set the way that I wanted to work. I'm still surrounded by 25 people. They just have armies, and each of them knew they needed to keep the army away. Zhao also discussed her own creative influences for Eternals, saying she was a fan of both Jack Kirby's original material and previous MCU films. Jack Kirby and his imagination, his incredible work, is really the foundation of it, Zhao said. On top of that, there is what Marvel Studios have built, this incredible journey they have going on. And then on top of that is me as a fan of the MCU. And then me as a fan of this genre, but also growing up with sci-fi, manga, and fantasy films, and how we can and have this big melting pot and cook up something that may just taste a little bit different. First announced back in 2018, Eternals is part of Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Zhao reportedly shot the movie with the same rig she used for Nomadland, in part because she wanted to keep the story grounded and experimental. Zhao stated she's in the final stretch of post-production on Eternals. The film was originally set to release in November last year, before the director would finish editing Nomadland, but rescheduling due to COVID-19 allowed the eventual Best Picture winner to release first. Eternals is now set to hit theaters on November 5th. And that's all the time for Hero Time this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Hero Time. Join me again next week while I keep you up to date on all the latest in pop culture news for your absolute hearing.
pleasure. And don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Phoenix Hero Time for all the pop culture news I post every day of the week. And if you want to listen to this week's episode of Hero Time, listen to it again on Phoenix Radio Podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Wooshka. Thanks again for listening. My name is Russell, and for all the programs you love, keep it right to phoenixradio.com.au. Have a good day, everyone. Bye-bye.